you have a Bible, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You ever felt, you ever gone to work out and you really didn't feel like it? But once you made, but once you did, once you made yourself do it, you were like, I'm glad I did that. You know, you're, you felt fatigued, you felt tired a little bit, but at the same time there was something, you felt good about it. And sometimes people become very undisciplined spiritually and, you know, it's easy to let your mind wander when you come into church. Especially during praise and worship, you think about a thousand things other than the Lord, and and people have let their minds become undisciplined, and they don't they don't give them their him their full attention. But I want you to know when you sometimes in a service like this when you do this, and and I'm not watching, but I hear a lot of noise. But uh, you know when you're kind of encouraged and almost required to come up with your own words you know what I'm saying it's for some it's like a mental workout because our soul is required to get involved and we're trying to of course tap into the flow of the spirit but you understand uh, I mean and the anointing is not an effort but sometimes it's an effort on our minds to make ourselves stay plugged in you know what I'm talking about and sometimes you might feel like just like a workout well I don't feel like doing that right now uh, you might find out uh, that once you commit, though, once you commit to it and say, okay, I'm going for it, I'm jumping in, man, you'll come out so strong. You'll walk out of the gym, I mean church, uh, yeah. saying, man, I'm glad I did that. Huh? I'm glad I just didn't kind of kick back and kind of watch and, and, and see. Because there's something spiritual that's it's real. It's a, things become real to you. They become alive in you. And, and this, is, this is what many, many believers in our day are missing. And let me encourage you, you spirit-filled believers, uh, don't just automatically go into tongues every time you start to praise the Lord and don't know what to say. <laughs> There's a place for that. There's a time for that to worship the Lord in the Spirit, okay? And that's valuable all by itself, okay? But sometimes it's because of laziness. Amen. And uh, anyway, there's some tremendous value when you when you commit to stepping into some things like this. And what I was starting to say, it's, it's this is severely lacking in the body of Christ these days because churches. I shared this I think a few weeks ago, but churches are going so much away from this, even spirit-filled churches. So many are going away from a person actually having taking time with the Lord. And unless someone learned it somewhere along the line, and they're very consistent in their private practice as far as at home and some people are but a lot of pe- most people are not and they'd never get this in church and so even around here if you come just on the weekend you don't get that what we just did for the first 20 minutes or 25 minutes of the service you don't get that okay and so you people come into a service like this and it's different for them but let me encourage you go for it because this is all scriptural activity Go for it, and it'll take your spiritual life to a dimension that many people don't even know exists. It's a realm of living. It's a it's a wavelength of God that people don't even know is there. You're tuning your dial. You found a station that nobody else found. Why? Because, you know, you had to become more sensitive. You needed a taller antenna. 
And in one sense, we're, we're growing that part of us. We're growing those rabbit ears in this service by staying focused and just saying, Lord, I want to worship you. I want to praise you. I want to listen to you. Amen. And you'll start to pick up some things. Your life will come up a little bit higher. Amen. Sometimes people ask me uh, at different times, and I do not claim to be all perceptive, perceptive by any means, um, uh, you know. I know in part, prophesy in part, and, and so forth. But sometimes people ask me when I'm able to recognize something. Not, all, not just in service. I recognize sometimes when I'm talking to people. And not all the time. You know, I don't know everything about you because I talk to you. <laughs> uh, but sometimes I'll be able to perceive things. And at times when I've shared that with individuals, I said, this is, I knew this about this person. They're like, well, how did you know that? And again, I don't take credit for it, but I do find that when I'll give myself to those things, that that is more common and more likely. All right. Sometimes people only see the world, they only see life through the eyes of the flesh. The only way, thing they see is the, ex, the exterior or what someone tells them, what they hear audibly with their ears. But how many know there's something else for us to listen to? There's a perception. And, and how many know being exercised in that perception can save us oftentimes when someone's trying to mess with you and deceive you in a business deal. Hmm? When someone's going the wrong way, you know, you heard about the, the plane crash in Alaska that ju- just just ha- just happened. Well, I would have liked to have been perceptive on the ground. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where I recognize that flight's not going to go so well. I'm not going today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, but, but many things in life, I tell you what, it really pays off to be able to uh, to tune into the Spirit and recognize. Amen? So it's valuable. So don't let yourself ever sit on the sidelines up in your mind. Say, we're here, we're at the gym. <laughs> the spiritual gym, when it's time to worship, I'm going to worship. If we go for an hour... Can you, can you stay with us? I know we don't frequently do that, but I want to be open to that. Yes, and I'd like to know that, you know, there'll always be newcomers and stuff, but the good 90% of us are ready to, do it, ready to go for it. Amen. And I know some of you, that makes you nervous. You think, well, could you tell me ahead of time? Because I'm not coming that week. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, I don't plan it, so no, I'm not telling you. <laughs> Two, get off your lazy horse and... <laughs> And uh, and let's 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 go up a notch spiritually. <laughs> All right, First Corinthians 14, verse one says, "Pursue love, and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy." Is it okay to want spiritual gifts? Yes. I mean, should we come to a service, for example, and not, they're not limited to a service by any means, but we come to a service, is it okay for us to come and say, I'd like to see the Spirit of God manifest in gifts? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're, in fact, we're told to. We're told to pursue love. That's the main thing. That's the motivation. And desire spiritual gifts. Say, man, I, don't want, I want to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. Well, good. You're scriptural. Yeah. I want that. Good. 
A lot of people aren't even thinking about it. So I applaud you for even uh, having that desire. That's a godly desire to be used of him. Now, for the right motive, what's that motive? Love. I want to benefit others. I want to help other people. Lord, use me in your power. Use me in the gifts. He said, especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks uh, edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Who does that? The person who prophesies, what do they do? They edify, they exhort, and they comfort. Uh, sometimes we get ideas in our minds that very very much limits the scope of what God can, can potentially do through us or to us, around us. Prophecy is one of those examples. Sometimes we think uh, that a prophecy always looks a certain way. You know, it's a certain shape, certain color. It, it ha- And usually, where, I mean, one of those thoughts is that prophecy has to start with, yea, thus saith the Lord. You know, it has to be done in a prophecy-type sounding voice. (laughs) Uh, You know what I'm saying? Uh, But people have a mindset that, well, prophecy looks like this. And so if it doesn't look and sound a way that they've heard it before, then it's not prophecy. And sometimes we're missing something that God is doing. Not everything supernatural is spectacular. Not always does it come with a bell and a whistle. (laughs) Ding, ding. (laughs) Prophecy. (laughs) Right? But sometimes these things can be very uh, muted, so to speak. There are not a lot of fireworks going off, but it's supernatural. And the the mature believer, the, the spiritual person who's, who recognizes spiritual things, they'll be able to hear and see what God's saying and doing even without an announcement, right? Even if it didn't come in the same shape that it came in before, right? One of the ways that I know prophecy can happen is just in speaking, you see, well, let me, let, me, let me say this. This happens a lot in these services, a lot, more than I uh, will say. Sometimes it comes out in, you know, hey, I see the sense of the Spirit of God saying this, and then give it, and that's obvious, okay? It comes out um, in these services on Wednesday night, these believers' meetings, very frequently just in preaching, in teaching, and just the word coming forth, I, I know that. And I actually, I, I really enjoy that because it's it can be really, I don't know, fun, fulfilling when all of a sudden you start speaking on some and you know I'm teaching on this and I absolutely know for certain it's because there's a person or a group of people in the house that need that right now. Whereas teaching, you know, just by itself isn't necessarily prophetic it isn't necessarily 
doesn't necessarily have revelation concerning an individual or people in a, in a building. You can teach on any subject, and there can be an anointing to teach any time. But when there's a prophecy involved, it becomes inspired for now, inspired for individuals at the moment. That's one way that prophecy happens a lot more than many people even realize. All right? And, uh, and, and it's good stuff. But look, look, look what it says here about this. Um, it says, he who prophesies, this is what prophecy looks like, okay? Edification, exhortation, and comfort, all right? What does prophecy do? Those three things. Now, understand that prophecy inherently does not contain revelation, meaning there's not necessarily supernatural knowledge about the past, present, or future. But it can just be inspired. Well, it, it must be inspired, otherwise it's not prophecy. It's inspired utterance that will exhort, that will um, uh, edify, that will comfort. Now think about those things. Uh, edify simply means to strengthen, means to build up. All right. What should a prophecy look like? That should, that's one of the main things we're looking for. And a lot of times, see, prophecy can come that way from one individual to another without you going, whoo! <laughs> Sorry if I'm spitting over here. You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't have to have a lot of that pizzazz. It can be one-on-one, -on -one and you speak words, and you find they're inspired or know they are ahead of time, but you strengthen a person. You strengthen that. Is that a value? Yes, to be strengthened. You know a lot of times why people quit or give up? Because they are lacking strength. They feel weak, whether it's physically or emotionally. They feel weak in, in whatever they're doing in their life. And one of the most valuable things is someone who comes up and prophesies to them. But not necessarily. I mean, it can be, but it doesn't have to be, yay, 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 my little child. Thou art weak. No. But it can be words of encouragement that say, you're going to make it. Come on. You're going to do this. You can, you can carry on. God's with you. I believe that things are turning around for you. I believe, you know, and I'm not talking about just making stuff up. We can all encourage one another and strengthen one another in one sense. And it's not always prophecy. It's not always inspired. It's still good. You know what I'm saying? But there are times when God will really move through that. And strengthen someone. I can re I can still remember a time years ago well, when I was first started in in ministry, and I was working with youth, and I, I was uh, you know in those first couple years. But I can remember one time I was just uh, feeling somewhat discouraged, and I know that's uh, not scriptural, but I was. And when you know that, it's even worse. <laughs> you know you're not allowed to feel that way. <laughs> But I just was. But I, I remember one of the one of the uh, one of my helpers, one of my adult leaders. Um, I remember I was talking with her on the phone uh, about the ministry, about some things going on there, and and she just started saying, "You know what? This is going to happen, and uh, this thing's going to turn around, and this thing's going to grow, and this thing's you're going to increase." And I just remember thinking, "Thank you, Lord." <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. 
<laughs> and I don't know that I was just uh, on the edge of, uh, you know, throwing in the towel. I really wasn't, but I probably felt that way. Um, but what was she doing? In one sense, I could say she was prophesying to me. It was a, she was strengthening me with her words. If you, have you strengthened, strengthened someone else lately? Sometimes we, we, we don't realize the difference that that can make. Oh, it can make a big difference in someone else's life when we strengthen them with our words and they leave you with their head up high. Come on, a lot of people are on the verge of throwing in the towel. They're in, in the verge of, of quitting this, that, or the other. Hmm. Heard that about a flight attendant recently. Some of you who watch the news. Guess he threw in the towel and slid down the little uh, escape thing. I wonder if there could have been someone there to prophesy to him and strengthen him with their words. He might be in a little different boat right now. Huh? And you don't always know. Because many of us, we don't wear our feelings on our shirt sleeve. And that's a positive. So you can't always know just by looking at someone what they're going through and what they need right now. Don't assume, but follow those promptings of the Lord. Follow them. I wish her wouldn't say, look at them. I mean, they should be prophesying to me. <laughs> look at them. Well, you don't know. So just be sensitive to the Lord. Prophesy to them. And it doesn't have to necessarily come out, like, like I said, in some formal way. Amen. But again, prophecy strengthens. What, what else does it do? So it edifies, that's strengthened. It, it, it exhorts, okay? A lot of prophecy is, is, is simply exhortation. Again, notice these things, how you don't see uh, that he who prophesies corrects and rebukes and, and sets straight. Huh? Be very, very slow to, to, to be involved in that kind of stuff. Okay, especially in a church, I've heard, I've know of situations where you know someone's in church and they they see different problems in the church or or they feel like they perceive different problems, so they stand up and prophesy their correction, and they don't know how 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 the spirit of God's not in that. Hmm. And they're going to stand up and, and you know they're not even in leadership and they're going to set the church straight. Okay, that's not the way the, what my Bible says that prophecy is. Amen. How many parents are going to let your kids correct you? <laughs> Say, shouldn't we? <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Well, what if I was wrong? <laughs> That's not their place. Amen. That's not the place that they hold. we got to recognize places. We've got to recognize um, position and, and honor and authority and those kind of things. That's just the way things are in the kingdom. Amen. Well, I don't like it. Well, it still is the way it is. <laughs> I mean, though, a lot of things, it's not a matter of whether we like it or not. It just is. But again, it's, it's exhortation. Uh, prophecy exhorts people. How many know a lot of times, if you've been in the kingdom for a while and you've been in a, uh, you know, around good teaching and stuff, you probably have a good grasp of a lot of basic Bible subjects. And probably a lot of what you hear concerning many subjects is not teaching you per se, but more of exhorting you. 
a lot of times we just need to hear things that really encourage us to act on what we already know. I mean, much of, much of what we hear is, yeah, I knew that. But sometimes it drifts to the back of our mind or just to the back of our life. And when someone teaches on it again or preaches on it, it's really more like exhortation. Come on, get with it. Come on, you know this. I encourage you to start acting on this. And I think that's a powerful thing, just to be exhorted, to be encouraged to act, to be stirred and prompted to move. Again, we should, I think many of us know that a lot of times when we've got a boatload of knowledge, we've got some Bible verses and some subjects under our belt, we're sitting on our rear ends doing nothing with it. And sometimes you get into a situation where prophecy comes forth. Whether it's through preaching and teaching, whether it's through a, you know, yea, thus saith the Lord. But prophecy comes forth and we're kind of, you know, <clears throat> given a little boot in the rear to giddy up. Why don't I get on that? Why don't I start acting on that? Sometimes it just comes to reinforce and strengthen something we already know. But we need that. You know, how many have forgotten more than you know? <laughs> and sometimes a little exhortation comes in there and stirs that thing back up in us. It reminds us of something we've already heard. So listen, from the, the giving side, from the ministering side, never let the thought, and that's a, this can be a temptation, never let the thought of they already know that keep you from giving it again. Because the thought of they already know that oftentimes makes people try to come up with something that they don't know. I know that as a pastor doing a lot of speaking, I'm realizing that a lot of subjects I teach, I can think about all the people in church, I think, well, Terry already knows that. You know, and Annette already knows that. I, I did a message on that. They've been in the church for years, so they probably have still have notes on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and it, so what I'm saying is there can be a temptation to not stay with what's necessary for, to t for the time. But I appreciate personally hearing, thing, hearing a message on something I already know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, not that I, I enjoy teaching and show me something new all day long, but a lot of times it's about stirring up and being prompted to act on what I already know. Yeah. Or bringing that thing I was so excited about five years ago. Man, woohoo, that was the greatest thing. Ah. And then for the last few years, it really just hasn't been alive in me. It just hasn't been active. It hasn't been producing anything. And so I need a good message on the same thing. Yeah. need to be exhorted. need someone to prophesy <laughs> and exhort me. And the Scripture also talks about comfort, right? Uh, prophecy is a, is a comforting thing. You know, you can you can just go and comfort someone in their in their time of discomfort, and it can be inspired by the Lord. But prophecy should bring bring comfort to people. Amen. Makes me feel good. What what what's the end in all this? What what's the end result in this? Well, I'm walking in the middle of God's will. I'm strong and able and capable to carry on, to do great things for God, to fulfill His will and plan for my life. I'm able to go to work and keep a smile on my face. When this trial comes, when the battle comes, I'm able to be strong in the middle of it. 
how can you be strong? Well, it's having that foundation of knowledge of who God is and what He's promised, but then being exhorted, then being encouraged, then being strengthened, being edified, so I am able to maintain that position. Remember, you remember Galatians chapter 6, which, which speaks of that uh, we should not grow weary in well-doing. Don't grow weary in what? In doing good stuff. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Why would someone do that? First of all, acknowledge that it's a possibility, otherwise it wouldn't be there. We're not told to not grow weary if we would inherently never grow weary. There's a very strong possibility for any person, a believer in the human race, to be doing a good thing, but over a period of time, get weak, get tired, grow weary, and the potential then, of course, is to give up what's good. And there's great reward when a person does not give up in doing what's good. He went on to say, say there, don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap, Right? Am I quoting that correctly? Due season, you'll reap if you do, don't faint or if you don't give up, you don't quit. All right? How can I keep from fainting and quitting and giving up? Sometimes I just need, need a little boost, need a little encouragement. That's where prophecy comes in. Amen? And it said, well, no one will prophesy to me. Well, I'd be happy to. <laughs> I'd be happy to. The Lord is with you. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is for you and not against you. Come on. The Lord sees your need and wants to bring you up and bring you out. Wants to cause your light to shine. Come on. Wants to, wants to put a smile on your face. Wants to make things so good you can hardly stand it. He's able to figure out the worst situation, the most impossible circumstance. He's able to turn it around for you in a day. Amen. <laughs> but even if someone else won't, prophesy to yourself. Amen. You can be in that place where just in, you can just start thanking the Lord for who He is. And in the middle of that, you'll find His encouragement come to you. He'll, he'll, he'll exhort you. He'll bring back to your mind, bring back to your remembrance that thing that you heard 10 years ago. And it was a solution then. I tell you what, it's the solution today. The Lord doesn't change. He hasn't, he hasn't changed the way He brings victory and success into a person's life. He'll bring those things back to you. Glory to God. Sometimes he'll direct you. You'll be prompted to read a certain book in the Bible. Just go ahead and read a little bit of Galatians this week. You know, it's time to do have a little Philippians in your life. <laughs> and sometimes it might be a teaching from someone else, or it might be a book from someone else, and, and the Lord will prompt you to re read and go back to that. Why? It's for that purpose of stirring those things back up because we've let things slip, we've let things drop, and the Lord is never going to let us, if we'll look to Him, He's not going to let us just fall off the edge and just kind of die out and kind of whimper out and give up uh, what He's got for us. No, He'll encourage you so you'll take up the mantle of what He's called you to be, what He's called you to do. You'll do it with His strength and His power. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He wants to help us in time of need. You know, a couple different ways that these kind of things work. Again, re-emphasizing some things I already said, but one is a encouragement, a strength to be able to carry on, to be able to continue. And the Lord works in a person that way. Thank you, Lord. He works in a person that way. When you get excited about something, you know that His strength is working in you. Yeah. Hey. And uh, another way 
though, is that prompt, is that urging, that, um, that compelling nature of a word that kind of helps to get us off our butt. It's, it's just one of those things that kind of, you know, the Lord brings something or brings a word, brings something to us, and it's like, come on now, <laughs> giddy up. Let's do something. You've been praying about it long enough. Now it's time to act. You've been sitting around walking, you know, watching long enough. Now it's time to it's time to do something with that. It's time to act on that. It's time to take your car out of park. Put it in drive and step on the gas. Amen. And those kind of things are helpful to us and necessary in the lives of some. So the Lord wants to... Uh, <laughs> wants to help us in both those sides both those sides strengthen us help us to carry on help us to do what we're supposed to do and give us a kick in the butt at the same time amen and both those things are necessary I'm not going to have you raise your hand to tell me which one you are <laughs> again now uh the Lord wants to help us in strengthening us, encouraging us, and also sometimes prompting us, compelling us, urging us to giddy up with some things. All right? And that maybe you've let some things slip in your life, and it's time to get on it. Time to get on it. Don't ignore, never ignore the promptings of the Lord. Never ignore the promptings of the Lord because they are vital keys to your life they are necessary steps see the Lord doesn't have us do things for nothing but they become necessary steps to get us from here to there and if I don't act on those promptings of the Lord I stay here hmm well why don't the Lord just move me there the Lord moves me there by getting me to do something, by getting me to act on something, then I go there. But until I act, I stay here. So I don't like it here. <laughs> then do something, you'll go there. Amen. Amen. And from there, there'll be more there's. There'll be other opportunities, but the Lord will continue to prompt us. Amen. Amen. But, but in finishing here, I think tonight, let me just go back to that first one again. I still have it in my heart that there's some uh, some people that are, you know, what's the opposite of being encouraged? It's people are discouraged. There's some who are dealing with that, uh, dealing with some discouragement in your life. And uh, the Lord doesn't want you to be that way. The Lord wants you to be encouraged. Lift your head. Come on now. Lift, be confident in Him. Know that things are working. Know that things are turning around. That the Lord has His special hand upon you in your life. That the Lord is working in you to will and to do of His good pleasure. He's working out circumstances and situations around you so that His promises will come to pass in your life. 
Do not be downcast. Do not look with 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 uh, you know despair on your future, as if you you know as if how are things ever going to change? How are things ever going to come to pass? Trust the Lord now. He's working it out in you today. He's bringing it to pass now. Lift up your eyes and rejoice and be glad because the Lord is at work in your life today. Come on now. He, he, I'm telling you this. I'm speaking to you by the Spirit that he is, He's working it out. This might be just a natural encouraging word, but there's something on it. Don't be downcast. Come on now. Don't let yourself feel, feel down. Resist it. Say, no, no, the Lord is my strength. Come on, let it be in your own mouth as you drive away from here tonight. Come on now, let it be in your own mouth. Lord, you are turning things around. Lord, you are moving in my life. You are turning things around today. And I am coming up. Some are discouraged because they can't do what they want to do. They have it on their heart to do so much more. They want to do more for, for, for the church and for the kingdom of God. But they feel like, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I tell you what, yes you can. Not by yourself, not on your own, but we're not by ourselves. We are not on our own. The Lord is helping us. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Isn't that right? This is not revelation. This is exhortation. I'm telling you, we need to be stirred up on what we already know. That the Lord is our help. The Lord is our source. The Lord is our strength. He provides and He guides. He gives seed to the sower and bread for food. Come on. He is the one who enables us to do what we could never do on our own. Come on. Say it out loud with me tonight. I'm going over. I'm not going under. I'm, I, I am above. I am not beneath. The Lord strengthens me. He makes a way where there is no way. He carries me through. And He brings me out. He's my victory. He gives opportunities. And He opens doors. He makes a way for my life today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, is He making a way for you? Yes, He is. Is He bringing us out? Come on, He's bringing us out. Bringing us up. Thank you, Lord, into that wealthy place of His provision and His grace. Amen, amen, amen. And now things are able to click better already. And now all, all of a sudden, God is able to, to do some things in our lives. Because we were standing in the way by being discouraged. I don't know if sometimes people don't realize that. It's like, if I'm discouraged, God will come and rescue me. No, it's when I resist that discouragement that I'm giving Him an opportunity to move through me. See, that's a force opposite of God. It goes against, and, and because He's... God, he, uh, you know, sometimes people think he's just going to do it because he's all powerful. No, he respects our choices. He respects the position that we take. And if I allow myself to take a position where I feel contrary, you know, I allow those feelings to dominate me, that's contrary to his promise and his ways, it actually becomes a hindrance to him accomplishing his will. And already some things are opening up tonight. 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 Because we're saying, yes, Lord, you can do it. You can do it in me. You're working it out now. You are working it out today. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, things that were stuck 
I mean, those gears were all jammed up. <laughs> and it's like some the oil of gladness, it's, you know, like that. It got lubricated, and now things are starting to move all of a sudden again. Open doors, opportunities. Amen. Don't let yourself slip back into it now, now. You know what I'm talking about? You know how sometimes like chiropractors, will, they'll, they'll adjust someone, and they say well, then it kind of goes back, kind of goes back because it's been that way for so long? Well, sometimes you might find your 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 mind going starting to go back to think the way you used to think you got a little boost here got free everything's working everything's lubricated and <laughs> and we're getting free thank you lord Woo-hoo-hoo! glory to god hallelujah we're shouting a victory and then before you know it you start thinking like you used to think and that becomes a hindrance again so don't let it happen keep it keep the victory clothes on keep your shouting clothes on Amen. If you need to encourage yourself, David did that. Reads 1 Samuel chapter 30. David did that, encouraged himself in the Lord, and, uh, and got the victory. So keep it on. In the morning, yay. The Lord's working it out today. Amen. He's my provider. He's my strength. Yes, he knows, and he's working it out today. Amen. Well, God is good.